All right, it is episode 140 of Viking 360. Mike Rubin joined by Brian Johnson. Brian, hard to believe, but week nine is here. It has gone fast, Rube. No uh, no bye week uh, during the week, so 10 straight games for the Vikings, and it is hard to believe we're in week nine. And I believe this is the third consecutive game where the series uh, for that this week's opponent is all tied up. Well, Ripley has played at Shady Spring twice. Uh, Ripley won big once. Shady Spring won big once. And here we are with the... Uh, with, I guess the payoff game is Friday night. And we're hopeful that uh, the trend holds serve, Rube, because it's been the home team winning each time. The first time uh, the Vikings won here in 2020 by three scores, and last year the Tigers beat the Vikings uh, down at their place by two scores. So hopefully that will hold serve here tonight. And, Brian, I know that uh, the Vikings are going to have their hands full because the Tigers have a pretty – Big and talented quarterback. Yeah, Cameron Mance. Uh, he had a great game against us last year, uh, and, and he's another dual-threat quarterback, much like we saw last week with Monquel Davis. Only Cameron Mance is a little bigger than Monquel Davis. He's one of those type quarterbacks that when he gets into the open field, he's looking to uh, put some punishment on the tackler. So uh, it's going to be a big task for the Vikings tonight. He can throw it, run it, uh, and uh, don't let their record deceive you. They're a pretty good football team. And uh, we have another induction into the uh, Viking Football Hall of Fame, and we had an interview with him. Uh, good to talk with Rick Riddle, and uh, he had some interesting things to say about his time as a Viking football player. Yeah, Ruben, when you think of Rick Riddle, you think of a name uh, that's synonymous with Viking football, just a hard-nosed, uh, tough, gritty guy, especially out of the backfield. He got some tough yards I remember in Coach Marino's offense, and uh, glad to see him uh, get at, get elevated into the Hall of Fame. I think it's well-deserved. Well, he definitely had Hall of Fame stats with uh, 1,700 career yards, 18 touchdowns, and I think equally as impressive <clears throat> is the fact that Ripley went 23-10 and 10 wow. during his three years as a varsity player. Yeah, that's fantastic, and I know that's – knowing Rick – He's more proud of that than he is the rushing yards and the touchdowns. It's winning football games. And uh, the middle school team, they finished up on a very positive note, and I know you had a chance to uh, talk with Coach Scully Ellum on the importance of ending on a high note. Yeah, they were really dead set on making sure they won that game, uh, knowing that that was going to be the last uh, game of the year. Only the top two teams in the conference get a play for the conference championship. So they felt just outside of that. Their three losses were to the top three teams in the conference. Uh, so it was uh, important for Scotty and that coaching staff to get the victory, and boy, did they ever. It was a, a big-time win for them. It was. I think the final score was a 52-24. to 24. So they put up a lot of points uh, against that game against uh, George Washington, which is the the middle school equivalent for Buffalo High School uh, down in Putnam County. Yeah, and that gives them some momentum into the offseason, Rube. Ripley Middle School has done some fantastic things in athletics here lately. They've already won the two conference championships this fall that we'll talk about here in just a little bit. But uh, looking around the uh, the program at Ripley High, uh, cross country uh, had their regional race on Thursday out at Cedar Lakes Conference Center. And uh, Ellie Hossifluck uh, finished fourth, and she qualified for her third consecutive uh, state cross country tournament. I had a chance to talk with her coach, uh, Jimmy Groves. She's amazing, uh, Rube, uh, Ellie, what she's able to do. And 
I think coach told you she was feeling under the weather prior to that race as well. So uh, just glad to see her back out there and competing. And uh, even though she wasn't up to par for her standards, she was still good enough to uh, qualify. And the volleyball, they're back on track apparently. They won uh, three matches this week, defeating Roan County. Uh, last night, they beat both Capital and Sissonville, and they beat them convincingly. Uh, they now have a record of 22 wins, 11 losses, and one tie, and they have a couple of big events coming up early next week. They do. It'll be a big week for them, Rube, to get momentum as they head toward postseason play the following week. So stringing three wins together here this week was big for them. It's been a streaky team this year. They won several to begin the season. They had a Law in the middle of the season where they lost a few, some really tough, hard-fought matches, and then to run away like they did last night, that was a big uh, a big plus for them. And uh, the net is the volleyball equivalent of the hatchet, and they will be playing uh, Ravenswood for the net on uh, Monday, and then on Tuesday uh, they have the final home match uh, for five Lady Viking seniors. Yeah, so it'll be nice to uh, hopefully get uh, two wins Next week, and, and send those Lady Viking seniors out with a victory and, and get some real momentum as they head in sectional play. Turning uh, to soccer, both uh, the Vikings and the Lady Vikings were unable to win in the sectional tournament. Both lost to Hurricane, uh, and uh, so their seasons are over. But there's a big game coming up on the collegiate front on Sunday uh, down at West Virginia State. Yeah, Fairmont State uh, will play down there, and, and Rube. Uh, at 6 p.m. Sunday, I believe, is game time. But uh, three Ripley grads on that Fairmont State team, Mackenzie Gillespie, Taylor Kennedy, and Gracie Smith. So a real uh, taste of Ripley High School uh, there for Fairmont State. It's unusual to have three players from one high school on a college team. How exciting. It's very exciting. And you look at some of the history of Lady Vikings soccer, Rube, we've had some fantastic players uh, some ladies going on to play at the collegiate level, as we were talking about here with Fairmont, but then also in other schools as well. So c- good luck to those ladies. And also on the collegiate level, let's talk a little bit to uh, Olivia Miller, uh, former Ripley uh, High School athlete, and she is a candidate for homecoming queen this weekend up at West Liberty. We wish her the best of luck. Yeah, best of luck. I believe she was Miss Viking as well, Rube, if I remember correctly. So uh, she's certain, certainly, uh, hopefully she can wear the crown uh, this week up at West Liberty as well. And uh, let's turn just for a minute to the middle school team. And we talked about some of the success that they're having. But the soccer team, they won their conference title. And uh, the great thing about this soccer team, if you combine their varsity and their junior varsity teams, they have a record of 23-1 and combined. Wow. So a really outstanding group coming up. Yeah, they've outscored their opponents as well, Rube, uh, only by 99 goals, 114 <laughs> to 15. That's amazing. It really is. And I had to chance to talk with one of the players that made that all possible. He's an eighth grader, and his name is Everett Kish. So we'll get a chance to hear more from Everett. Yeah, Everett, uh, I think he. I think coaches are excited. Uh, when you talk at the varsity coaches, uh, the soccer program, they're really excited about this group coming up, and uh, I think we'll hear a lot more from Everett Kish through his career. And another conference championship for our friend uh, Steve Hunt. He uh, led the uh, the tennis team at uh, Ripley Middle School. They won the girls' tennis championship of the Mid Valley Athletic Conference. So, congratulations, Steve. 
Coach Steve Hunt just wins, Rube. He keeps winning uh, no matter where he's at. He won as a Lady Viking head coach and uh, I believe uh, one of the highest-ranked uh, winning percentages across Ripley High School, across all the sports. So wherever Steve goes, he wins. Congratulations. All right, Brian, it's time for Episode 140. 9 Viking football seniors have diverse plans once their high school days are over. They include DNR officers, agriculture, and teaching. Ty Stevens, number 4, defensive end, hopefully go to play college football after high school. Wyatt Simon, number 6, wide receiver, and I plan to go into secondary education. Hunter Brown, number 8, running back, middle linebacker. I hope to go to college for education. Michaela Riston, number 34, kicker. I want to go to college and play soccer. I don't know what I want to do, though. Uh, Frankie Winter, number 55. I play O-line, D-line, and I want to go to college to throw. Jacob Torres, number 66. I'm a defensive lineman, and I want to be a DNR officer after high school. Carter Hall, number 70, offensive and defensive lineman, and I want to study livestock production in college after high school. Will Haynes, number 81, tight end, and I hope to become a nurse practitioner after high school. Zach Fields, 82. Uh, I hope to be a DNR officer after high school. He covered more than 1,700 yards as a Viking running back. This class of 1989 standout is being inducted in the Ripley High Football Hall of Fame on Friday. All right, a 1989 graduate of Ripley High School and new member of the Viking Football Hall of Fame. Uh, congratulations, Rick Riddle. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. Rick, you covered a lot of ground during your career, 700-plus yards as a junior and then over 1,000 yards as a senior. Those had to be fun times for you. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, it's uh, one of the most memorable, memorable times of my life. Uh, you know, we, my uh, sophomore year, getting to play on Mountain Airfield, that was, uh, that was something else there. And, uh, and you guys had some uh, success during that era, and uh, that had to be a blast, too. I mean, uh, you had you and Kevin in the, in the Viking backfield, and uh, you guys caused all kinds of problems for opposing defenses. Yes, uh, our junior year, uh, it was Kevin and I playing halfback, and uh, Danny Fox ran fullback for us. And, uh, you know, of course, there was three other running backs also that year that, that uh, shared the duties in the backfield, but uh, we had a pretty good offense there. Uh, Johnny Manns was a real good quarterback throwing the ball, uh, had a good receiver, Jim Sayer, and took some of the pressure off the running backs, you know, and uh, we, we, like I said, we distributed uh, the yardage between all six of us pretty well. And uh, Rick, you told us that you you uh, owe a lot of the credit to one of the Viking coaches uh, of that era, uh, a guy that uh, has a lot of respect from a lot of Viking players, Mike Reed. Yes, sir. Um, Mike uh, saw me run the ball my eighth grade year, which I wasn't a running back. They had put us in as second string, I believe, and. Uh, he told me after that year, he told me that I was going to be running the ball my freshman year. And that's how I became a running back was Mike put me in the backfield. And, uh, of course, he moved up my sophomore year, moved to varsity. So he was running backs coach for the varsity. 
and I had him all three years uh, during high school. Rick, was there any uh, particular game that uh, kind of stands out in your memory, one that was uh, maybe something unusual happened or, or an exceptionally good game uh, for you and the Vikings? Oh, that's, that's a tough one. Uh, like I said, uh, playing on Mountaineer Field as a sophomore, even though I was on special teams, and that's about all I got to play. But that was, that was a, a really good memory there. And uh, the way – the way Ripley showed up to Mountaineer Stadium, that was uh, something else. What a crowd and what an atmosphere. That was a, a fantastic moment in, in Viking football. Yes, it was. Rick, I want to th- congratulate you on uh, being selected for the Viking Football Hall of Fame, and uh, we uh, thank you for the interview. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. And uh, I just want to say uh, we're going to miss you as the voice of, of Viking football. Happy to be joined now by Scotty Allen, the head football coach at Ripley Middle School. Scotty, thanks for being with me. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. Scotty, it's been uh, a challenging season for you. You've you've had some ups, you've had some downs. Uh, uh, three losses this year. You're four and three, but three losses have been against the three best teams in the conference. Uh, so you've been competitive. You've been right there. You got a chance on Thursday night to finish the season above 500. None of that's important to you. Yeah, something uh, me and the coaching staff have been preaching all week to the kids is five and three, you know, is way better than a four and four. And the uh, teams we lost to, I mean, they're three of the top teams in the conference, and we played two of them early on in the season, and we kind of wish we had another shot at a couple of them here at the end, but that's just the way the schedule works out. So, How hard is it to keep your team focused and motivated knowing that this is it, Thursday night, there's no chance for postseason, uh, but it still matters. We still want to go out and put our best foot forward. Right, and for like eighth graders, I mean, especially, we've been hitting them pretty hard this week. Like, this is your last eighth grade game, so, I mean, you want to go out with a win and, and not go out with a loss, and most importantly, that's what we've been preaching to them. Scotty, Ripley Middle School's had a, its share of success on the athletic field over the last few years. Uh, you guys have been really solid in football this year. You were good last year. Baseball team was outstanding. Basketball teams have been very competitive and very good. Uh, what is it about the culture at Ripley Middle School uh, on the athletic side of things that, that has translated into wins and so much success? Well, I know all the coaches for all the sports have done a great job. I know even our uh, our soccer team yesterday were playing for the championship in, in the conference there uh, at home. So uh, all the coaches that are over there are doing a great job. And we have a great group of kids. I mean, ever since I've been down there, I think this is my seventh year, and, and we've had some really good kids come through. And we've had really great assistant coaches and good head coaches before me that I could learn from. And uh, that's kind of what makes the program go. So, How do you translate that? from Ripley Middle keep those kids playing at the high school level because you're connected both places you're the head football coach obviously at the middle school uh, assistant coach for John Kennedy here for the Lady Viking basketball team and you see a lot of those kids or I hear their names and then you don't end up seeing them play again when they get to the high school how do you think you you make that transition for them I think uh and a huge deal this year has been Uh, A few times a week we've had high school coaches come over to our practice and they've been kind enough to leave their practice and spend some time building relationships with our kids at the middle school. And I think that's a huge deal because making the jump from middle school to high school is scary enough for those eighth graders going into a different setting. And a lot of times it's just too stressful for them and they end up dropping out for for a variety of reasons. But uh, having those coaches come over this year, we're hoping to keep building the program as far as numbers goes since we started doing that. So. 
So you play GW on Thursday night, but it's not the GW that I thought, not the GW many uh, of the people listening will think of. Explain to us who you're playing uh, and what it's going to take for you guys to get a victory to finish the season at 5-3. and three. Yeah, so it's George Washington Middle School, which everybody automatically thinks of GW High School there um, in the Charleston area. But uh, GW Middle School actually feeds into Buffalo High School. And uh, we don't have a whole lot about this team. It's the first time all year. Me and the coaching staff are a little nervous because we haven't had film or anything to really look at. Um, so we've been preparing for everything defensively and uh, working on what we do offensively. So we're prepared for whatever we're facing there this evening. Coach, thanks for the time and best of luck tonight. Let's get a uh, Viking W, finish season five and three. All right, I appreciate you guys having me. We'll do our best. <laughs> Ripley High Volleyball earned wins 21 and 22 on Thursday. The Lady Vikes have key home matches coming up on Monday and Tuesday, according to coach Brenda Moore. Coach, the Lady Vikings were dominant tonight in a couple of wins over the Capitol Cougars and the Sissonville Indians. Great job. Thank you. The uh, scores were really uh, pretty dominant. Uh, I don't think uh, only really one close match, 25 to 18, against Capel. But other than that, it was pretty dominant. Yeah, the girls played really well together. It was really exciting to watch. Um, we had all around great nights from our passers, our setters, hitters, and great serving night. And coach, it was we have fun. A, I'm sorry. Uh, I was, it was fun to watch. And speaking of fun to watch, you have uh, two home matches left, and both have some significance, uh, one being a senior night and one being for the net. Uh, tell us about those matches. We play Monday at home against Ravenswood for the Battle of the Net, and it'll be varsity only at 6 o'clock. And then we have our senior night Tuesday at home. It's a JV varsity duel versus Nitro. JV will start at 5.30. We'll have senior night in between our matches. Um, and that'll finish us up for our home games. And, and Coach, uh, for those who may not be familiar, tell us a little bit about the net. What is the significance of this match? Well, um, it was similar to the hatchet game in football. And I believe it was started with Coach Michael, I believe back in the late 90s when he was my coach. And so we had the battle of the net, similar to the battle of the hatchet, for our cross-county rivalry game. And then uh, you have five seniors that you'll be uh, saying goodbye to for their, their final uh, home match of the season. Yes, we have five seniors. Coach, uh, good luck in those matches, and uh, best of luck as you uh, enter the tournament play. Thank you very much. Lady Viking Ellie Hassefluk has qualified for her third state cross-country meet. Coach Jimmy Grove says the junior was able to tough out Thursday's regional race. Coach, she is a junior, and uh, she's now three for three on qualifying for the uh, State cross country meet. How about uh, Ellie Hassel look? Yeah, I was very proud of her uh, today. You know, the competition in the region just keeps getting better and better. The freshmen keep getting better and better as they come in. And, you know, she's been a little bit under the weather, but she competed and, and uh, 
any problems and finished fourth tonight, which I was very proud of her. And and uh, how about the the Vikings as a whole? I know we didn't uh, send the team this year for the Vikings or the Lady Vikings, but uh, how about the race on the home course? We did a, a good job. We had a, an injury to our number five two weeks ago, and she hurt her ankle really bad, Lauren Bailey, and that that really put put us behind the eight ball there and made it really hard to, to uh, qualify with the three good teams besides ourselves in the region with Parkersburg, Hurricane, and Cabell Midland. And I know that uh, the race is down at uh, Cabell Midland High School in Ona, the, uh, the state meet, and, and that seems to be a course that is pretty kind uh, to Ellie Hasseflux. She seems to do very well there. She, she likes that course. Uh, you know, we've always done well there when we run early in the year in September. And then, you know, with a third and fourth finish so far in her career at the state meet, I, I think she finds that place like home. Coach, thank you very much and congratulations. All right, thanks, Ruth. Ripley Middle captured their conference championship on Wednesday. Eighth grader Everett Kish says the vocal student section made a difference in the Vikings' three to nothing victory against Winfield. Everett, uh, congratulations on uh, picking up a conference championship. Uh, you scored the second goal for the Vikings. Uh, kind of describe to me what happened on that play. Um. So, Reagan drove down the field. I drove with her. Um, she crossed it over. I dribbled in made a move around the player and I uh, I shot it from about 15 yards out and got it in a top corner. And Everett, the, the, the first half was kind of nip and tuck, but it looked like you guys really turned up the intensity uh, there in the second half. What was the difference between the first half and the second half? Um, so... We got a pretty good coach here with us, and uh, he gave us a pretty good pep talk. <laughs> and uh, we all just, we haven't won since 2017, and we all just wanted it, obviously, more than them. And Everett, you uh, you said the, uh, the, the student support, the crowd support, especially the students, was just tremendous. What did that mean to, to the team? Um, that meant a lot to us, because that just shows that the whole school cares for the soccer team, and it just shows that we're doing something right. Very good. So, Everett, what's next for you? Do you play any other sports, or uh, you take a break uh, from that soccer season? I'm going to try out for the basketball team, see if I can do something there. Very good. Everett, and, uh, that's, that's awesome. Anything else? No, that's it for now. Thanks, man. Thank you. Remember, for all the news on the blue, go anywhere you can find podcasts, search Viking 360, hit the subscribe button, and turn on your notifications.